0: Landline radio, landline radio, high energy, no filter. Oh, yeah. Okay, folks, we're back. This is our first podcast on the third floor. I'm here with Governor Mike Dunlavey. Some call you Big Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Jeff. It's good to see you. Very happy to be here with you. Yeah. Um, I think folks probably don't realize you and I go back quite a ways. About seven years or more, I guess 2011. So what's that? Eight years. When you ran for the... look at see, I'm good, You're a teacher, right? So I'm doing oh, just, math. Just giving you some time to do the math. <laughs> um, so you ran for the Senate in 2012, and I ran for the Senate in 2012. And we were both running against people who were in the coalition at the time. They were incumbents, yes. So I kind of said, who's this guy? He's kind of...
1: I said the same thing.
0: And I, I remember I called
1: you... Um, I I think we met first, though, at a a function, right? And then you called after that. I don't... I I had seen you at some, yeah, like Republican-type
0: things. And Mm -hmm. um, I I had never run for office before, and I knew you were on the school board, and and Mm -hmm. I knew you were kind of doing the same similar you know, kind of campaign against an incumbent. So Mm -hmm. I reached out to you, and uh, you answered the phone. I did. And we had a good talk, and you told me two things. I'll never forget. You told me, um, I don't know your district, like you know your district, in know, my district, and don't run for some reason. You think you should run for, run for the reason you, you want to run for.
1: Right, right. Yes, and you did. Good advice. <laughs> yes, it was. And we have been friends ever since.
0: So here we are. So you won, I lost. Sometimes and that happens. But we still kind of, look at that, the yes. stars align that we're here in the third floor. Yes. So you were in the Senate for, I guess, what, five years? Yes, five years. And you had kind of made a name for yourself, I guess, when you voted against the budget. Um, I guess in twenty was it 2017? Yes, 2017. Uh, April, March or April. Mar- yeah, April, March, March or April. So I'm just guessing here that the, I'm assuming the reason you ran for governor is because in the legislature, it's it's hard to reduce the spending. Um, and then if you do vote against the budget, and, and I guess now the Senate has a, it's not binding, I understand.
1: Uh, I think uh, I think you're right. I think in their caucus this year they have some. Uh, there's been some adjustment to the binding caucus rule. That's what I understand. So when
0: you decided to vote against the, the budget, it was just was it because before you had voted for
1: some of the budgets from the correct. First four and you years. and I have had you have know, you, taken me the task on that. That is correct. <laughs> um, yes, but again, the the reason um, uh, you know we've had a history in the state of Alaska of oil price saving us. But given what's happened down south with fracting at the time, uh, there were a number of us that believed that uh, oil is probably going to go down in price and may be down for uh, some time. And so it was imperative that at that time we start to reduce the budget. I mean, I came in in to try and uh, control growth and control the budget. And if you really look at my uh, amendments and so forth, uh, I really did attempt to uh, uh, turn the curve, turn the spending curve down. And as you mentioned in that last year, um, what had happened was the it was clear that there was really not a lot of support to reduce the budget, and in addition. The uh, change to the permanent fund dividend was rolled into that budget at SB 26 uh, was rolled. Uh, contents of that was rolled into that budget.
0: That's the POMV.
1: Yeah, and, and the reduction. And, you know, I've talked. I said the people of Alaska need to be part of this decision. Um, and anyway, in any event, um, uh, I told our caucus that I couldn't support the budget and actually made the statement that I'm leaving the caucus before I was actually kicked out. But nonetheless, the result was the same.
0: So what happened when you when you, when you got, you lose your office, I guess? Or
1: you lo- I lost my office i lost uh the majority of my staff i lost the committees and i lost the chairmanship
0: so when did you decide i want to run for governor i guess when did you were you already thinking about it then or did you decide after that i was
1: hoping. No, know it's a very good question i was hoping um uh i've always been involved in public service whether it's a teacher it's a principal school board member and um i always wanted to contribute and this is this is just an amazing state uh, and I wanted to continue to contribute, and I was thinking, you know, what's the best way to do it? And I thought in the Senate it could happen. But it's just the dynamics of the, the way the legislature set up, a lot of checks and balances, and um, it uh, didn't appear to happen. It wasn't going to happen in terms of reducing the budget. So the only place I could think of in terms of reducing the budget, containing the budget, and then getting a lot more investment in the state of Alaska is really the, the end goal, uh, was eventually to run for governor. And so that's what we decided to, I decided to do.
0: So you had run and then you had a, a kind of a health thing, but then you, you, you had kind of got up and then you got back in because you, yes. I mean, you look great. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you, Jeff. You do too. Appreciate that. Yeah. I feel, feel pretty healthy right now. <laughs> you look good. <laughs> Juno,
0: you'll, uh, I've noticed you'll, it's easy to gain weight here if you're not careful. There's a lot of unlimited, uh, kind of dinner event type things with I, fried yeah, foods. If, you,
1: if you're associated with politics in Juno, I don't think you're going to starve to death. That's a fact. You will not. No. No.
0: And uh, even like a few weeks ago,
1: they had the char event and that was an open bar. I guess if you're a drinker too, you won't uh you won't run out of uh, things to drink here. You're not really but,
0: much of I I don't ever see a drink, do I'm, not, you? Do you drink I'm
1: not I'm not much of a drinker. I'm not an anti drinker, it's just personally I just um I'd rather have a Coke Zero than um you know, an alcoholic drink, throw a little bourbon in there, you know, for you, you can't but not here on the third floor, please.
0: No, 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 of course not. When I was in the governor's mansion, remember I, you they said, (laughs) can we get you something to drink? And I said, whiskey or bourbon. We we
1: were hoping to curb your appetite (laughs) for alcohol. Diet
0: diet Coke zero and water. I I think it was Diet Dr. (laughs) Pepper. Diet Dr. Pepper and water. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so you moved, uh, kind of like me, you were pretty young when you came to Alaska, you were 20 something.
1: Uh, I came up here in 83. Yeah, I was in my early 20s. Yes. Um, came right out of college, came to Alaska. It's a great state. Never, left. I mean, I, I just, I can't I can't leave. It's it was just e- amazing state. That was a year before I was born. I was Thanks, born Jeff. Uh, really appreciate
0: that. <laughs> so I moved here when I was 19 in 04. so Were you
1: win the witness protection program because uh, that is a rumor.
0: Um, I can't say. No, of course not. <laughs> but I moved here kind of, I don't know, maybe similar reasons. I really the appeal of Alaska and, you know, it's, this is before,
1: you know. Google. Were you running away from anything, Jeff?
0: Um, I was kind of running away from, I just was in New Mexico my whole life and I kind of, and actually the guy in the room here, your, your, your guy here, he's from New Mexico and i love like, what's up, buddy? I like that. We got that in common. Um, but I just had been raised there my whole life and I just didn't want to, I just wanted to get out of there. So I figured Alaska's the great, you know, last frontier and I.
1: And Alaska has never been the same since.
0: Um, some could, maybe some would say that. <laughs>
1: Um, so you came here and then you ended up,
0: I think a lot of folks know this, but you ended up in, um, Kotzebue.
1: Yeah. So when I came here, I first ended up in uh, Prince of Wales Island at a logging camp. Um, and then, um, quickly, oh, Southeast. Yeah. And then quickly moved out West to a little town called Koyuk, which is on the Seward peninsula by Nome. Spent six years there. A great years, great people. Still have lots of friends up there. Was a teacher there. And then, uh, after I met my wife and we got married in 87, we moved to Kotzebue, uh, and spent another 13 years up there. And you were a whole time teacher, you were superintendent. Too, Prin- uh, teacher, principal, superintendent, um, when I was in Kotzebue. Mm-hmm. So when did you, how'd you end up in the Valley? What was, we had three daughters. Um, uh, we, um, we, my wife had a difficult birth with our last one. And so we just were concerned to be closer, uh, better access to, uh, hospitals in case there's an issue. And so, um, we, uh, we decided to, to leave Cots. We moved to the Valley. Bought property there in 01, but didn't move there until uh, summer of 04. And, that's uh, when I moved to Alaska. See? Oh, I thought you were going to say that's when you were born. Um. <laughs> 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 so we moved, <laughs> we moved in '04, and uh, we've been there ever since. Same place, same house. Um, got a nice little piece of property up there in uh, uh, north of Wasilla. So if folks don't remember your first campaign um do you still have your mules i sold my mules i sold my last mule not this november but the november before um they were great animals because there was
0: a video of you literally on this mule and you were yes i don't know if you were going door to door or not but where you're just
1: yeah yeah um um that was zeke his name was zeke looks like a good mule he a very good mule and um uh no we took some shots for the campaign we actually did a video then when we were saddling them up and uh getting ready to ride them but um Again, uh, we just like the outdoors, we like snow machining, uh, four wheeling, uh, hiking, camping, rafting—you name it. That's one of the reasons why I came here. That's What's the reason you came here, right, Jeff?
0: Uh, yeah, similarly. So, yeah, so I was skiing when I was younger. I was big, big into skiing, and I wanted to big mountains. And also, I like the outdoors and adventure. And it uh, was pretty far. I figured if I come to Alaska, if I went to Colorado or Wyoming or Montana, if, if it ever got tough and I got in a bind, I could always kind of just come home. Where if I'm in Alaska, you know, when we got to the Canadian border, I, I drove here with a friend. Actually, we're still friends. He's still in Anchorage. Um, we got to the Canadian border in two days, and I said, oh, we're, we're almost there. This is before Google Maps, before, you know, all the internet stuff. So I, uh, our third full day of driving through Canada, like 12-hour day, I said, man, where are we going? This is really far.
1: Well, that's what you wanted, right? And, so you couldn't go back.
0: And then you get to the border of Alaska, Canada. It's still a 14-hour drive. So, we got, so it took us like a week almost to get here.
1: It's a big state. And then you you took off for parts unknown to Russia, mm-hmm. to Australia. You spent a year or two in Australia.
0: It was almost a year in Australia. Yeah, and that was and fun.
1: I, and, but you had to come back home.
0: I did have to come back home. I, missed, I did miss Alaska, but also uh, I actually seriously kind of thought about immigrating to Australia. And there was a program in place, a visa program, where if a company wanted to sponsor you for... Uh, it was a very wide array of professions and jobs that you could get a visa and they could sponsor you could stay there for two years and then you could get a, a resident card and a lot of people i met had in the past years had within four years become a resident hmm. but i had a job lined up actually in brisbane and the uh that week their at the time prime minister malcolm turnbull had abolished that whole visa scheme i actually had a job lined up and then they said oh i might you know not sure what's
1: going on. He probably got word that you were thinking about staying there.
0: Maybe they got, maybe they figured that out, but he did, when he, when he made the announcement, he said Australia first. So I kind of wondered where I heard that, maybe that, that term. <laughs> that so it's pretty good. Anyways, I came back and, uh, here we are. There you go. So you, when you ran, um, the campaign, it was, uh, interesting cause there was a three way, you know, Bill which Walker, campaign we talked gover- about, the government, the oh, recent okay. campaign. Okay. So it was you and Bill Walker and then, and then Mark Begich kind of got in and, became this three-way, and then
1: my buddy Billy Toyin.
0: I don't know if you saw. We,
1: I like Billy Toyin. We it's interviewed good,
0: him on a party bus.
1: I didn't see that, but I, I like him. He's a, a good man. You
0: should watch it. It's a good interview. It was very interesting. But, so really four-way, but three-way, three main candidates, and you, you had kind of um, you won, and Bill Walker kind of got out last minute. And I think some of the criticism from some people on the budget, which is a you know, pretty tr- transformative kind of budget, ha- have said, well, you didn't say a lot of these specific things during the campaign. Um, like with the ferries or maybe education or property tax, oil and gas property taxes. What would would you say to the people who kind of, that's
1: a fair, that's a, that's a fair question. Um, but keep in mind that when we were running the campaign, the price of oil was going up and in October it hit $85 a barrel. And we were hoping for uh, to be able to have a conversation with the legislature about a step down. There really isn't anyone I've talked to in the legislature or in the public for that fact that uh, doesn't believe that there's a problem that, that there is a deficit, that there is a $1.6 billion gap between revenues and expenditures. Um, it was our hope that we could do a step down process, uh, look at efficiencies first, and then over the next uh, next couple years or several years, be able to reduce the size of the budget and hem it in. But what happened was, um, in October oil hit $85 a barrel by the time we had to put our budget together it was in the fifties and people were thinking it was going even further South in terms of the price of oil. And so we, um, we made a decision. Uh, some people disagree with it. Some people agree with it to lay on the table, what that deficit would look like in terms of reductions and that, uh, that budget that we dropped on February thirteenth, I think it's engaged more Alaskans than any other budget that's been rolled out in recent years. No,
0: no doubt, no, no doubt, no doubt there. <laughs> um, so, speaking, of, I mean, there's two things that I learned from that budget that I never really knew about. It's um, big. Well, I was going to talk about the oil and gas property taxes on the North Slope and Fairbanks Valdez, and then the, the fisheries landing taxes. I, 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 kind of knew that existed, but I, I never actually really knew the amounts and the fuck the, me- the me- mechanism of the functions <clears throat> of those. So. Um,
1: so you learned something from the process.
0: I, I did learn something. So, I, I mean, I guess some people like North slope or borough or other Valdez or, you know, some of these, uh, Dutch Harbor, they, they, they're saying this is our you know money. This is how we pay, pay our bills. Um, and then there's a kind of an effort to transform or shift some of that to the state. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Well, well, well yeah. I mean, some refer to those uh, those those receipts, those tax receipts, for example, in the property tax regarding oil as an intercept by municipalities. That that is, it's not illegal. It's it's in statute. But um, what we were trying to do is. Um, is 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 run a bill so and this includes the fisheries there's fisheries tax um where these receipts go to the local municipalities given the 1.6 billion dollars um it was our attempt to shift some of that back to the state so that we could help pay for government across the state um and again none of these things that we're doing we never said this was going to be easy we never said this was going to be simple and we never said this was going to be painless um and no matter how we fix this budget, no matter how we fix this budget, whatever approach we take, um, it's going to be sacrifices across the board, whether it's going to be a, a, a tax and reduction budget, a PFD and reduction budget, a no reduction and more taxes. It's going to be, it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be painful because we've got to close this gap. Again, our approach is reductions. And um, we understand that it's, um, there's, there's a number of folks that don't agree with the reductions. But I think what you're also not hearing, Jeff, is there are a number of Alaskans that understand it, and in their own personal lives, and I'm talking about private citizens, those in private business, they understand that when you have tough times, you got to tighten your belt. You can't go to the customer in a business and say, "We we're gonna we're gonna jack up our prices um, in order to get more revenue." Uh, but we can do that in government when it comes to taking the PFD or taxes. It's a, it's an interesting uh, interesting process.
0: So the PFD, I was going to ask about that. So there's some folks in the Senate majority, um, some folks in the House who say, you know, look, we have this budget, we have these revenues, oil and gas and, and money from the permanent fund. If we have a, a lower dividend, we can fund the budget, we can have a capital budget, an operating budget, we can pay down the person liability, and we can have a $1,200 or $1,500 dividend. Um, and that seems to be kind of, for some folks, the, 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 the thought.
1: A half hour ago, the Senate Finance Committee just um, passed an amendment to give a full dividend.
0: I did not. I saw the meeting. I didn't see that. So the the whole set of, the, what was the vote, you know?
1: I can't recall exactly what the vote was, but um, I think the, I think um, it was either 6-1 or 7-0. So,
0: so, I mean, that seems to be, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So that seems to be the, the I mean, that's going to be the big topic is how, how much is the dividend going to be? Because mm-hmm. you want
1: 3000 plus I want the, us to, what I want, uh, let's, let's be clear. I want us to follow the law. And on the books is a calculation for full dividend. And one of the uh, one of the uh, the issues I've had is we've got to follow our laws. If we expect the people of Alaska to follow our, law, our the laws, we have to follow our laws. And so that calculation is on the book for full dividend. And what I've said is, if the people of Alaska, and you know where I'm coming from on this, Jeff, through a constitutional amendment, uh, wanted to change the way we do the PFD, I'm fine with that because then the people are involved in it. But the courts did say that it's up to the legislature to appropriate the courts that say that you Court. yeah, the courts that say that
0: so if if let's say if if and i'm sure the discussions are happening now if the budget comes back to you and it's you know not as much as you'd want reduced and the dividends less you can't add money to correct. the dividend but you can veto a line item actually
1: uh, correct i can't add money but i can reduce and you bring up a good point the framers of this constitution put those tools in place for a governor to reduce um, when it's necessary and when there's times like this that we're experiencing now, we don't know what this budget's going to look like. Um, I got a feeling it's not going to be near the reductions that we've uh, we've put forward, um, but we're going to examine the budget once it's complete and we'll make a decision on how we address it at that point.
0: Alaska does have probably the strongest executive in the in the country. Um, I, I yes, I got a little flex. I like that little flexing. Yes. Um, do, when you talk to other governors, I mean, I, I know you went to D.C. a while back. Do they ever kind of
1: say, hey, we we wish we had your pen, red pen? Um, You know, to be honest with you, I have not talked with a lot of them lately because we've been focused on our budgetary issues here in the state of Alaska. Um, But I would imagine that um, some of those governors would have liked to have had a uh, constitution that allows them uh, some flexibility in dealing with budgetary issues such as this.
0: So the other issue now is crime. That seems to be probably the big focus besides the budget.
1: Um, Have you experienced any crime, by the way?
0: I have not directly, but my roommate had his car stolen out of his uh, parking lot at work. Hmm. And another friend of mine in the Valley, actually, her husband had his car stolen, truck stolen, and they recovered it two weeks later, and it was totally burned out. It was like somebody torched it.
1: Yeah, I don't think any of us know anyone that has not been touched by crime in one form or another. So it's certainly an issue.
0: Yeah, I think Anchorage and the Valley. I mean, I think when I was in Fairbanks doing some videos over the summer profiling some races... It, um, I don't think it's as big in Fairbanks as it is in Anchorage and the Valley, but, yeah, for people in Anchorage, I think everybody's either been a victim of some kind of crime or, or knows somebody who's been a victim of a crime.
1: And we know we, and we know, we have some of the highest sexual assault rates in the country by far. That's another issue that uh, uh, we, we have to deal with. So
0: with SB 91, I asked this question yesterday to the House Republicans at a press conference. Uh, I think one of the failures of SB 91 was, You know, they were looking at higher crime rates and incarceration rates, and there was talk of building a new prison. And there wasn't um, the proper resources put into place to substance abuse and rehabilitation, because a lot of people who go to jail are coming out. So my view is, you want to put them in the best position when they get out. To, you know, if somebody gets out of jail and you give them a hundred bucks and say, "Good luck," by the way, come to your probation officer meeting on Monday, and if you're not there, you're going to go back to jail. I mean, do you think that should be a p- part of criminal justice, the yeah. rehabilitation, and, this, and then also, you know,
1: prosecutors and police? Yeah. And- Absolutely. Um, so we, we've been talking about a, a comprehensive approach to public safety for some time, and we're serious about it. And so the items that you just talked about, um, reentry, reducing recidivism, folks that are uh, uh, addicted to substances, um, we all understand that's a reality, and that's the flip side of the coin. The other side of the coin, however, is the, um, making sure that we, we keep Alaskans safe first, that we make sure we have the classifications and, and pretrial issues dealt with so that if somebody is committing a crime, especially a crime of violence against someone, uh, sexual assault, assault of any type that those folks are taken out of the society very quickly so that they can harm other folks. And then those individuals that, um, and a lot of our property crime is associated with this, that may be addicted to substances, we absolutely absolutely believe that um, that issue needs to be addressed as well. What, what we're just saying this, this moment right now that we're in time with regard to the bills we put in. Let's protect Alaskans first uh, by redefining uh, and reclassifying some of these categories. And then let's get to work this summer, uh, spring, summer, and fall on the other issues that you mentioned, the programs, so that these folks can reenter society and be productive members of society. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, you know, Representative Clayman has introduced a bill. The House might maybe have a different take on some of this. And the in the Senate, are you worried about? Because you have these four bills, and, and you've made crime a priority. Are you at all kind of concerned that it's going to be uh, an adversarial relationship with the legislature over over the, this crime these crime bills? Or Maybe even the budget, you know, kind of.
1: Well, uh, um, uh, there's always tension within the system. That's the that's just the way the framers of the Constitution put this together back in, uh, you know, 17. uh, Well, our independence was 1776, but the founding fathers put this together. So there is some tension to protect our liberty and our pocketbook. But with that said, I think we all want to save for Alaska. The issue is how do we get there? Um, we believe that we have some criminal activity going on now that's really impacting Alaskans that we have to deal with now on the criminal side of things. All we're saying to uh, legislators is let's get these criminal uh, reclassifications in, these pretrial issues dealt with now. And then immediately let's start to talk about, again, these programs that you, had, uh, you were referencing in, ter- in terms of reducing recidivism and uh, dealing with substances. So I think, we, I think we all want a better Alaska, a safer Alaska. The question is how do we get there and what do we start with first? And so I think that's where the disagreement is, but um, this process forces you at times to come together and make uh, make some compromises. I just hope uh, whatever compromises come out of this uh, benefits Alaskans to keep them safer.
0: So yesterday in the hallway, somebody had said, oh, Governor Dunleavy's meeting with Speaker Edgmund. Um Are you meeting, are you regularly meeting with the you know, legislators yes. and the leadership? Yeah,
1: yeah, we, we meet with the Senate and the House uh on a regular basis we meet with individual legislators uh, quite often that'd
0: be a fun podcast all everybody in the
1: it would be jeff you should uh group, group you podcast. should you should uh, you should um, you should talk to some people about that i
0: did a podcast with senator giesel Oh, good so that was fun i'm working on speaker edgeman he's he's on my list oh very good um so you talked to that you guys yes how, how do the i'm just kind of curious i mean if if you're you want something and they are on the opposite side I mean, it's, I guess it's a negotiation, right? Or is it more of just, a, here, here's what I'm thinking, here's what you're thinking? I mean, is it? what's
1: it like? Again, we all want, I think, in the end, the same outcome, a better Alaska, uh, Alaska that um, we want to hand off to our children that's in better shape. And so when you start from that point, uh, of course, there's going to be discussions, negotiations, compromise. It's just the way the system is. Um, we just see, you know, you start out and you, you take a look at where we can agree and where we can move closer on, and eventually— timelines and the constitution forces to come up with budgets um and hopefully on the crime the crime package that we want to start with uh hopefully that that gets moved um and really gets in a gets in the queue to be voted on here uh next week or a week after at the latest so we it's it's constant discussions i mean you know jeff you may not believe this but Everything that you read in the paper isn't necessarily 100% accurate. And so, I do believe that. <laughs> so, I believe me, I, I know. I, so, <laughs> I know so, more than most. We, 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 we are having conversations with the legislature. You can't do this process without having conversations.
0: So here's a question I'm wondering that I think a lot of folks might be wondering. So Donna Arduin, the budget director, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just totally curious. How, how did you meet her? How, how did she... Because I know she's done work for other you know, governors in California yeah. and, and Florida, but like, mm-hmm. how did... How did that happen where she, you know, became the budget director?
1: Yeah, um, we, um, we wanted to get somebody that would have a totally different perspective of the budget. Sometimes when you're so close to the budget. You, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> you, you did good there. Sometimes when you're so close to the budget or any item, any issue, you, you tend to see it a certain way. We wanted to bring in somebody. Tunnel vision. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It happens all the time. It happens with everything. We want to bring in somebody that had a different perspective, different view, different experiences. I'll give you another example. When I was super, or excuse me, when I was, um, school board president of Matsu and we were looking for a new superintendent because our superintendent retired, um, we went outside and, uh, we picked up a man by the name of Ken Burnley, who was a superintendent. I remember that name. Yeah. Yeah. He was a superintendent in Fairbanks, Colorado Springs, and then Detroit we wanted to bring him in because we felt that he probably had a lot of tools in his toolbox to help our district unfortunately he died after just being there for a year because of complications in uh, some surgery was he underwent but nonetheless we brought uh, Donna in because she had a different perspective and i'm glad we did did you, just, did you know her from before or did you? Uh, we, we, we did a search. We, I mean, you know, uh, we do, a, a lot of people do a lot of searches these days on um, uh, the internet and you, you look at uh, newspaper articles and you have conversations with other governors and ex-governors and uh, we were able to uh, track her down and she came up to visit Alaska and she really loves Alaska. I know people are saying, well, is this individual going to be here a year or two? I have no idea. Um, but I think she's going to be here longer than most people think. Should try to
0: do a podcast. You should set up a podcast with her. Talk
1: to her. I did one with uh, Bruce Tangerman. Yeah, you should talk to her. You should talk to her.
0: So it's been what five months? Um, You're here in the mostly Juno so far. Uh, Have you had any interesting? I don't know. What's the biggest, most interesting experience you've had so far? What's What's something that's kind of stood out? as, like, wow, I'm governor.
1: um, I was. it was interesting to be called by what was supposedly the uh, president and prime minister and ambassador of the Ukraine.
0: So I heard something. I heard a little bit about this. So what happened?
1: So we were notified that the that the, these individuals, the ambassador, the president, and the prime minister of the Ukraine, want to have a conversation with well, you. Your Ukrainian well, roots, right? My my mother's side comes from the Ukraine. That's correct. My mother grew up speaking Ukrainian, and uh, my grandmother was certainly a, a speaker, uh, Ukrainian speaker. But anyway. Um, we were notified that they want to speak with us. and so, so uh, they called us. and um, they called the office or they yeah, yeah, they called here. Uh, it was a it was an audio conference. and they were speaking in Ukrainian and translating back and forth, but it became, Pretty clear early on that uh, something was amiss. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was both Quite honestly, I told you this. I thought it was you. <laughs> you thought it was me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was not me. I because promise. I could clearly see. I thought it was either you or Sasha Baron Cohen. Is that yeah, his name? Bor- Borat? Yeah, because um, there was some some strange things. What, were they, say?
0: Like, what, 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 what did they say that made you think this is not? These aren't the people they're saying there.
1: Uh, we need to have an alliance uh, against Russia. Uh, that kind of would prick your ears up pretty quick <laughs> what?
0: Like, you're talking to the wrong guy <laughs> yeah
1: we uh we wanted um uh they wanted uh to uh, for us to put them in contact with somebody that would have gold okay this is kind of an interesting conversation <laughs> wasn't
0: there something about sled dogs or oh uh, we dogs? wanted to
1: they, they the president wanted to take a ride in a um a dog team from uh, uh alaska to the yukon or the klondike yeah so it was pretty, and we, we just kept referring them back to our, our State Department. We we could see clearly on that they needed to talk with the State Department. So, so
0: this is the thing. I mean, there's people who do this. These Obviously. Prink, and they've done them to presidents, and there's one. They caught Ava Morales, and um, the president of, uh, oh, my God, I'm forgetting the country, uh, Ecuador, I think. No, not, uh, what was Ava Morales? Anyway, they caught Ava Morales on a prank call about 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 you know Fidel Castro and he basically was just saying all this stuff about cat like horrible stuff and they've caught other European leaders you know um and they've they've presented it as a real call and they get him saying stuff and yes. I guess you didn't say anything too crazy because you weren't you weren't on YouTube
1: No uh, we we didn't we didn't say anything crazy we wouldn't say anything crazy anyway but um the only thing I was going to say that was close to that was I was on the verge of saying Jeff, we know this is you <laughs> That's a good idea. I,
0: I I wouldn't put myself past doing that
1: because you are a fluent speaker, aren't you in Russian? Uh,
0: pretty close. I mean, I I probably couldn't have a discussion about you know international politics in Russian that might be a little difficult. But yeah, goodbye. Get, get but Ukrainian, that's a whole different. You know, you, you think it's similar, but Ukrainian is more closer to Polish. Yeah. Um. Well, I know we're almost winding up, and you got to go. But I mean, w- what's your thoughts? I mean, the session's winding. I mean, people are saying 120 days. That's but it could be longer. And then there's some folks who have been saying maybe a special session might be called on crime, potentially. Maybe even in the valley, which is great because I can just drive there mm-hmm. instead of having to come stay in the driftwood for three.
1: Have you stayed in the driftwood? I have not. Um, it's, it's, um, they've offered me other accommodations. So
0: uh, definitely when you were a legislator, though. I did, stayed at the Baronoff. Okay, yeah, because uh, it's definitely, I believe, part of the full Juno experience.
1: I enjoyed staying at the Office. There were good people there, and it was pretty close to the Capitol.
0: Yeah, so you can. I, so I, I take the uh, elevator in the State Office. You building. don't walk the steps, do you, Jeff? Uh, I walk down the steps sometimes. No, up the steps. Jeff. No. Yesterday, Laddie Shaw, Representative Shaw, I was on the first floor, and I was going to do a podcast on the fifth floor, and I was getting in the elevator, and he go, "He always make, he tells me to lose weight." He goes, "What are you doing? Are you got to go up the stairs." And I said, um, "Only if." Only if you go, he goes. No, he goes. Fine, let's go. And he literally, I'm carrying my bag and these mic stands, and I'm walking up five, four sets of stairs. And I mean, that guy's in
1: shape. He is, and he uh, he he's a veteran, and um, Alaska's blessed to have him. He's a good guy.
0: Our, our senator, or senator, governor Dunleavy, I appreciate <laughs> you taking the time to uh, talk with. And your buddies, I gotta say, this office here is much nicer than even the nicest legislative office. Um, like this office
1: well thank you Jeff um, I didn't I didn't make it or create it but I inherited it for at least a couple of years It's
0: pretty nice good good view too well yeah. thank you again Governor Dunleavy, And let's do this again let's Jeff let's do it again I like we can do a, maybe a series there we go you know sit down with Big, big Mike Landfield and Dunleavy I like that uh, go viral alright well <laughs> All right. I appreciate your time I know you're a busy guy so thanks again and folks if you have an idea for a podcast or want to do a podcast with me let me know and we'll talk to you next time thanks again Governor
1: alright we'll see you